Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90-Day Money Challenge. It's day 72 of my 90-day money challenge where I'm questioning all of my beliefs about work, money, abundance, and success. And today's belief is I need to rush. Now, this comes up all the time for me because I have, for the last few years, tended to have a back-to-back schedule. So I've got meetings back-to-back with work projects, and I have rushed through so much of my time that it's finally time to get in here and question, do I really need to keep doing this? And even more than that, how do I stop? How do I take better care of myself as I'm doing the amount of work and projects that I like to be doing? So let's get in here and do the work. What I'm focusing on as a situation is looking at my calendar. So it's the morning, I'm taking a look at what I have to do in my day, and then that thought can kick in. Or it could even be I wake up and I see that my calendar in my mind and I think, oh, I got to start rushing right now. So let's take a look. I need to rush. Is it true? And if I go to that moment in the morning when, let's see, this morning I had that thought, oh, I need to rush. When I go back there, what I see is that I'm afraid I'm going to forget something. I'm afraid I'm going to miss something important. So I have to rush to get through it all. So yeah, I really believe there that I have to rush, that that's true. I had to sit with this one for quite a while and go into the question number two. So if you answer yes to the question number one, you go into question number two, which is, can you absolutely know that it's true without a doubt that you need to rush? So I sat with that. Do I, can I really know that it's true that I need to rush, that there's there's no other option? This is it. This is the way. Well, What I saw is that, first of all, it feels really horrible in my body to rush. So there's got to be some other way to live, some other way to do things. And now I still want to be able to do lots of projects and collaborations and be creating and producing lots because that's just the way I like to be. But maybe there are some other ways I can prioritize things. Maybe instead of rushing through things, I need to... uh, reorder my schedule or come up with a new system or I could see that mm, I can't absolutely know without a doubt that the only option is that I have to rush. So that was really nice to actually land in, hmm, I wonder if there are other things that I could do in my day. So let's take a look at I need to rush. What happens when I believe this thought? And take a look for yourself. What happens as soon as you start to believe that you need to rush? And for me, I get this really strong adrenaline kick that kind of takes over my body and it becomes really hard to slow down. 
So I feel overwhelmed. I feel that adrenaline. I feel my belly tightening. I can't really breathe. And so I've got this very shallow window of breath happening. And at the same time, my belly feels heavy and my shoulders are collapsed. So I'm already starting to uh, kind of feel the exhaustion of carrying that adrenaline around day after day after day after day. And because of that, because I feel so exhausted, I also feel irritable that I have to keep rushing. It's as if somebody else has pushed me and forced me into rushing. In fact, all of those things on my schedule are making me rush. And so I feel angry that I don't have the space and the time to rest and to breathe. But then I also feel this addictive quality of needing to escape And so I will fill any rest time I do have with things like TV, with checking my phone, right? When I'm believing that I need to rush, I have this background of uh, there's always something to do. And so I either need to replace the, I always have to be doing something and I'll try to replace it with a restful-ish activity like watching TV, which is sort of restful in that it's not and that I don't have to do any output, I'm just receiving, but it's still very stimulating. And so it's not actually the full rest. You know, it doesn't give the same rest as, say, taking a nap or uh, doing a real slow breathing practice or movement practice that's just very, you know, subtle body kind of thing, or taking a bath or um, just doing nothing. All of those are really powerful rest practices. So what images do I see here when I'm believing I need to rush? Well, what happens and and kind of what clicks right into place as soon as I wake up and I think, oh, I got to rush, is I'm seeing images of all of the things I have to do in the day. And I see all of these uh, time pressures like, oh, I've got to, you know, prep for this meeting before I go into that other meeting, and so now I have to do those, but then I have to do that while, uh, you know, sort of in between sets of working out because I didn't plan enough time, and so then while my working out is stressful, and that's going into my work, and then I realize I didn't even plan time to eat food, and so now I'm like scrambling to make some food in between. (sighs) Ah, you can see the the amount of stress and exhaustion that could come after doing this day in and day out. And I feel like so many people are in this cycle as well. So let us take a collective breath to get out of this cycle together, to question and to do the inner work to remove our need, our obsession, our addiction to rushing. Let's do it. Okay, finally, how do I treat other people and myself? So I treat other people like they're constantly wanting so much from me. And I treat all of the meetings like they're draining me, like they're, they're grasping at me and I just want to get away so I get really avoidant. And how do I treat myself? Well, I treat myself like I both have to do everything and I also can't say no because otherwise they won't like me or I'll fail, or everything will fall apart. I have to do everything myself. And then also, on the other side, 
I'm resistant. I don't want to do anything now. I have to do everything. I don't want to do anything. Those go hand in hand. All right, so let's see what it would be like without the belief. I need to rush. And now this one is so strong that it took me a little bit to actually even see in a non-rushing way what it would be like to not rush in the same situation where I see in my mind's eye, I see my daily schedule. And so sometimes when you're doing this number four, it's not going to be a super clear like, ah, I feel enlightened all of a sudden, but you're going to get little glimpses and little nuggets and little pieces. And then eventually that kind of like opens up and opens up and it's like you're cracking your way through the shell here. So let's, let's go in and crack the shell. So what I noticed free of the belief that I need to rush, I saw certain points in the day where I could have natural rest moments. And then I saw that I often fill them with TV or the phone or a conversation with a friend and that maybe I could take a nap or rest or take a bath or do nothing or even just listen to music, right? Something very mellow. And as I started to see those possibilities, my whole body started to relax. My breathing opened up. My body slowed down, my thoughts slowed down, and I saw that there is time. There's time to prioritize, but it takes slowing down, stopping, pausing, letting my breathing catch up, and I can, I can do that in a way that doesn't cover up my, or that isn't covered up by frantic thoughts and beliefs. So there is underneath, underneath all of the franticness is all of the answers that I need. And in that, I'm free. I'm free from the, the rush and the hustle and the stress and the pressure. So let's do some turnarounds. All right, the first turnaround I have here is I don't need to rush. So how might this be true? Well, what I saw is that when I go through my schedule and I kind of looked at what, what are, what's a typical schedule for me is that I tend to do so many back-to-back things that I think what I really need is instead of rushing through each of the activities and cramming them in, I think I need to pull out, pluck out some of those activities and reschedule them so that I actually have a more spacious calendar. Right? It's just no longer sustainable for me and my body to cram it all in like that. And it's like uh, Seth Godin once talked about this, where he said, if you get to the end of a speech and you're running out of time, never rush to cram in everything that you need to cram in because people will not be listening to that. People won't even remember the last things you said. They're just going to remember the presence that you carried. So it's more important to just pluck out the stuff that isn't going to fit and just end with a powerful statement. And I think it's the same thing here. If I can pluck out some things that give me more space in my day, it's a powerful statement to my system and my body that I'm prioritizing you. I want to rest. I value your energy, so I want you to nourish and receive and fill back up. Yeah, so that's 
One example of how it might be true that I don't need to rush. Another example of how it might be true that I don't need to rush here is that in reality, my thoughts can wait for me to take a break. My thoughts are like children asking for my attention. Oh, you forgot this thing. Oh, make sure to tell so-and-so this thing. Oh, you don't forget to send that message. Oh, don't forget you have a meeting at this time. And unless there is a real need in right in the moment, which is not the case in the mornings, because I've blocked off my mornings for meditation, for a little walk, right, for a kind of slower downtime, that I don't actually need to respond to these things. And it's probably good training. I don't have kids right now, but I'd like to have kids one day. It's probably good training for me to work with letting those things go and not trying to respond to every little thought, every little request that I'm making of myself. I don't need to rush. All right, one more example here is that the rushing actually clouds my vision. It like covers it up with a stress layer and it, it's like um, I, I get these half thoughts where I'm like, oh, I have to, oh no, but what about, oh, shoot. And it's not letting me complete thoughts. It's not letting everything settle. And that pressure is actually clouding my vision and making it harder to do things. So I'm actually less productive when I'm rushing. So I don't need to rush. So let's take another turnaround here, a little more obvious turnaround perhaps. I need to rush turns around into I need to slow down. So first example here is that my body is just exhausted. I need to slow down, right? I've been doing it for years. I've been pushing and rushing for years. I've questioned that working harder doesn't actually uh, produce more results that are good, that are actually uh, giving me what I want, whether it's financial or energetic. My body is exhausted. I need to slow down. Another example is that I want to be free of the irritability that comes from me rushing around and you're not seeing people, not connecting with people. I want to be in a more relaxed state during my workday so that I'm able to engage with people better. Another example of how I need to slow down here is that ultimately what I want is a restful, peaceful, abundant, wealthy existence. And that wealth is a wealth of space. It's an experience. It's not a, a dollar amount. It's the ability to breathe. It's a feeling of luxury, which has everything to do with space and the time that I'm giving myself and feeling recharged and refueled. Right? I never think about, oh, I want to be rich. And that rich vision is me really stressed out, right? Nobody is imagining that when they're imagining what wealth looks like. So that's what I'm really wanting. And yet I'm stressing myself out to try to get there. That's really backwards. And that kind of brings me into a really you know, important element of these turnarounds here is that we can start to live these turnarounds is that I better live the life that I actually want, this sort of visionary life that I want. If I can live it right now, Better to live that than to live a life I don't want in trying to get there. Right? Come back, comes back to Yoda saying, There is no try, only do. Like, either the doing is me trying, 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 trying. That's an existence of its own, or there's me doing. 
And me doing here is me actually resting, actually, you know, it's funny to say it, but like putting in the time to rest, you know, really committing to resting, right? As if it's a really difficult thing to do, but you know what? In the addiction to doing and working and stressing, it has become a challenging thing to do, to rest. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to make end with a commitment here that I commit to slowing down, to resting, and to recharging my energy every day, and to inspiring other people to do so by example, by example, not just lip service. All right, that's my commitment. And you're welcome to, to take it on as well. Take on one of your own. Good work, and I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.